thanks for coming back. This is our episode four, Chit Chat with Chitty, MD. I am Jerry Chittister, MD. I'm a plastic surgeon and a hand surgeon here in Salt Lake City, Utah, if you didn't already know that. And my wonderful wife, she is, again, uh, she's kind of my on and off <laughs> co-host slash special guest. Oh, yeah. So thanks for coming on again. You, feel, you look like you were forced to come on today. That's what she Why said. No, you're kind of like, that? ugh. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just to be the co-host. I don't know if that's oh, what yeah. No, it's way better when she's here, I realized. Because <laughs> no. when Ron and I did this, it was good and all, but it Well, we that. did it back-to-back episodes, and it was like midnight. I can't tell people that we back-to-back. <laughs> These are films, you know, on a wow. scheduled basis. They know, they know, <laughs> since, nobody, since nobody watched the we second looked. episode, nobody watched the second episode, so it's okay. Hey, to talk it's about getting it. there. We're getting subscribed. <laughs> anyway, thank you, thank you guys for subscribing. So we're almost to fifty. This is good in a couple of weeks. So we're excited. Um, and just remember, you just have to click subscribe, and there's like some like alert thing. There's about. a yeah, there's a bell that you can click where you get active notifications that we've posted. Whereas if you've just subscribed. Uh, you would just have to be going and looking at your subscription yeah. list to see if there's something in. That's what I do. I actually don't hit the bell on anybody because <laughs> I don't like excess notifications, but I have a habit of daily going and see who I subscribe to, okay. whether they posted something new. So it depends what your habits are. So YouTube habits, yeah. hashtag goals. Base it on your habits. And um, yeah, so that's going well. And we're also on iTunes now. So Chit Chow Chitty MD is now on iTunes, also on Spotify, as well as Anchor FM. And what's the other one? Uh, Google Podcasts, and there's a couple yeah, of all other you, small like, and green bubble people. Well, anybody who's on an Android phone that listens to yeah, podcasts would people. have to do <laughs> Google Podcasts. iPhone users use iTunes or Anchor. Anybody can use Anchor, and anybody can watch YouTube. Perfect. That's true. You can watch it from literally anywhere. Um, okay, so that's updates. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, my new shoes. I, okay, this is not a normal thing, but Ron, I, Ron, you, you saw, we talked about these the other day. I know. I seen them in, I seen them on your Instagram story. Ron. I'm like, that son okay. of a, I was like, so I've been wanting these shoes. For, I'm going to rob him when no, he's out in surgery one day. <laughs> I wanted these shoes since I was a teenager. Okay, Jason, we're going to introduce you. We've all wanted them since we were teenagers. But, uh, it just happened to work out. What's that box over there? I mean, can you grab that box? Um, but I've been wanting these shoes forever. You know, it's one of those things where it's like one of those guilty pleasures. Like, you know, I don't mind my like regular Nikes and stuff, but I was like, hey. Um, but I. It's funny how many. This. Funny how many this guilty. Came to me. How many I guilty. Think you want to check that it's out. Funny how many guilty pleasures you had. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you become a doctor. his whole life. No, yeah. Yeah. His whole life has been a guilty pleasure. <laughs> why did you? What buy is your, that, Ryan? Why did you buy yourself two pairs? I did buy myself two pairs. <laughs> Dude. You wear 11s, right? I do. So awesome. this, no, this is wrong. <laughs> That's ridiculous, honestly, though. No, he's one of the coolest dudes I've known for a long time. He, out of the goodness of his heart, literally he's been doing this. He, you know, we were excited. We talked about this months ago. And, you know, I just want a little token appreciation for all the work he's put into this. I mean, he was literally out working in California, uh, at, you know, doing his normal job, flying around the country in New York, and then editing our podcasts and putting this YouTube together. So... Ron, you're the man. Thank you. I, of course. Well, it means you. a lot. It's, small, honestly, it's a little, it's nothing really. I was like, when you got your last pair, not those ones, I was like, <laughs> I was like thinking, I'm like, how long? It was like four pairs a week. How long ago, how, or how long is it going to be before I can like feel comfortable and, and splurging on those stupid things? Well, no, dude. And honestly, I wish I could do a lot more. This is just like no, a I mean, thank you to you. I, I love it. Honestly. So we'll just, I'll, we'll give, you, to, I'll give you a kiss show. after the Okay. That's fair. Okay. Anyway, so t- where I'm really excited about today, I'll, I'll be honest, out of all the guests we have lined up, no offense to all y'all coming on, but um, today was the one that 
we found out the modern dad was willing even to reply to my DM <laughs> on Instagram, let alone come to our house, our messy house, um, and do this with us, this YouTube and podcast channel. Jason, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. Yeah, you're you know, you're, first celebrity. you're a first celebrity. <laughs> this is like a big deal. This is legit. Yeah, you guys first should celebrity. see this whole place. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> well, we actually hired someone to live and come clean the house because we weren't here That's physically. Fair. So you know, it's all it's a front. Okay, mm. whatever. As you soon as you leave, it's gonna fall. Typical Instagram. It. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're. This is the virtual reality Instagram. Right? Yeah. 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 Is this what your Sunday photos look like? Oh yeah. On the other yeah, side, everything over there a hot mess. Yeah. Everything over here. Is just perfect. Picture yes. perfect. Love it. You have to check out his Sunday photos. They're so cute. They take one every Sunday on their fireplace, all lined up, ready to go in their Sunday best. It's really cute. Yeah. There's no Photoshop involved. So <laughs> usually my son is giving some kind of stink eye. My daughter's holding some toy, and we make it work. Yeah. This is real life. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I love it. <laughs> Because um, it's so funny, because you actually see the opposite, a lot of the opposite of that, you know, and it's like, summer and Sunday best, and it's like, how do they get their kids to do that? Like, I don't, like, I don't know how that happens. Right? Goals. Goals. <laughs> I saw same, Kim same Kardashian way, just Same way you guys got your kids to do the last episode, the, the pre, oh, yeah, the is. pre-podcast <laughs> is, is how you get them to do it. <laughs> that's true. That's yes. true. They, they did great. So what we're going to talk about today, it's a very, um... I'm going to be very emotional. I'm going to tell you right now. I can't even talk about this. Okay. Man. Um, we're talking about foster, fostering, adoption, foster to adopt. The last podcast had our two big kids. This one's going to kind of a little bit be focused on our little one. Yeah. Okay. So I think it'd be good. Let's uh, get uh, Jason, what Jason's all about and then how yeah. that ties into that story you guys want to tell. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So tell us about what modern dad what that means, what what are you doing as part of being the modern dad, like what's kind of everything that surrounds that? Yeah, so growing up, I always, there was nothing weird, it was just the way things were, but like our parents were always like, your mom did everything, she was home, dad worked when he got home, that was it. Never changed diapers, never cleaned, never did anything in that case. But, so just to be clear, you're not talking about necessarily your parents. You're just talking about the in, in general, yeah. the generation, yeah. the yeah. idea yeah. of modern dad versus traditional. Yes, yeah. and so I always just had this idea of like that won't be me. Um, I'm very much into the way I dress, the way my kids dress. I'm very much into cleaning the house. Oh, I'm super <laughs> OCD. I'm crazy when it comes to cleaning. I do the laundry. I've changed my kids' diapers a billion times. I vacuum out the van. Like, it's just the modern thing, I guess. I completely relate to that, and I've never yeah, thought yes. of it as... He is, you guys are, like... I've yeah. never thought of it as being you called the modern dad, between. but then when I started looking at yours, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is everything I'm, I'm doing. And, yeah. And it's not necessarily, like, for me, it was never about... Um, oh, part of it is a control issue, right? Like... I just like to be in control of things. But part of it also is, like, I hated that idea of gender stereotypes. I'm like, if I'm a a dad and, like, I love my kids, like, why wouldn't I do those same things that are traditionally for the mom role, right? Exactly. So it's like, to me, it's like, there shouldn't be gender roles when it comes to parenting. Like, you do it equally. 100%. Like, we both were there when the kids came. And the way that the kids came about, like, I was there, too. I, I'm 95% sure I was participating. And it's like, for that to happen, like, 
I made the choice for these kids to come. Therefore, I'm going to be a part of their life just as much as my wife is, even though she's so much more since she's home all the time with them. But it's like the second I walk in the door, I'm I'm helping. I'm there. And I never refer to it as babysitting. It's like my biggest pet peeve when someone's like, whenever someone says, oh, you babysat your kids. It's like, I didn't get paid for this. Give them a stink eye. Like, (laughs) what a job. Right? Yeah, I, oh, I parented my kids. Right. It's like, not, they're just my kids. Yeah. I just was there. How <laughs> we do. Be, there needs to be more more people with that mindset and this, more males with that mindset. Right. Because, well, you know, fathers are just too important of a figure as equally as moms. But, you know, if they only are getting raised by the mom, you know, the kids are losing, you know, that other perspective that will help them become better adults. When they totally. Yeah. Them. yeah. So that's what I talk about a lot. And then one other side thing that probably got us all connected is I'm adopted. So I talk a lot about, like, my adoption story. Um, I was a closed adoption, didn't know anything about my adoption until I got older. And that's a whole wow. story. That's, uh, I do have some, some questions regarding sure. that. We'll get, get to it at the yeah. end of it. Um, so for... For what do you do for the modern day? You have a blog and you have an Instagram account. What what are kind of all the things you do to promote those ideas and, and things you want to talk about? Um, so on the blog, I do a lot of where it's just more details. It's more talking about um, products I'm using that I like that's nothing's... It's just... it's These are the genuine things I like to use, but... It's not stuff that I could sit there and talk on Instagram and stories forever. It's like, go check out the blog, see what that is. Or it shares an actual story of something that happened. Um, it's just more of the details of things. Whereas Instagram, that's like my everyday life. There's a post every single day at 8 o'clock in the morning. There's stories all day long. If I'm at work, I try to do it, but everyone at work is like, what are you doing talking to yourself? I'm like, mind your business, Barbara. You have a pretty good Instagram following, and so you you make that effort to give them that consistent. I mean, obviously they're interested in you, which is why they're following you. So you you do uh, you have a pretty strong effort you put in to give them consistent information about oh yeah why they started following you. In the yeah, place. totally. Okay. Well, so, so you have like a nine to five plus you do all this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're I busy. do nine to five plus this and this. Just I incorporate my family because people want to see how nuts it is to. Raise a family, yeah. I guess. <laughs> We've been messaging you. are like, well, I have this thing this morning, and then I have this thing in the afternoon, and then this. I was like, oh, my gosh. But I can come here for, from here to here. He's I'm like, busy. oh, my. Yeah. He's a busy guy. Thank you. I'm more than happy, like, especially with this, what had happened here. Like, mm-hmm. I was more than happy to come and do so anything. I, I think so let's excited. jump into that. Like, how much, because I guess uh, from my perspective, I had only heard a little bit. I've heard the name through them, but I've never really heard the full story. So are you aware of what their personal connection is to you, like why they were so interested in bringing you on? Yes. Okay. So why don't you guys... He doesn't know the whole entire story. Okay, I want to share it with him here and then talk about it. Yeah, why don't you guys jump into that? So Mindy is the best at telling the story, and I'll throw some stuff in. (laughs) But no, I think, (laughs) go go back, maybe kind of tell a little bit of history being in California, you know, with us trying to grow our family, and then what kind of brought us down the path of... Well, first, we'll even go back further than that. Jason and I have a similar friend connection, Um, He went to high school with her. I knew her growing up, and we worked together in a salon and went to hair, like, just all the things. He went to high school. Did I say high school or hair school for you? High school. Okay. I went to hair school with her. So 
she, me and her had, we went through infertility struggles together while we were working together at a salon. And, you know, so we just had that extra connection. We were friends anyway. Um, and she went through just a whole bunch of stuff. I did end up getting pregnant with Tayden and then Miley while she was still struggling. So that was really hard. That was as excited as I was. It was hard because I've been on that other end where I've been trying and someone else got pregnant. And so I, I felt for her. It hurt for her too. But then she ended up going through Jason and his blog, writing a story, telling her story of why they wanted to adopt. They decided to move on to adoption. And the thing real quick about that is that they hadn't said to anybody they were adopting. Yeah. And I had just let her know, like, you just need to put it out there. You yeah. just need to put something out there. Let this be the place that we could just, like, let's just say this. it. Yeah. Let's, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So she wrote a beautiful blog post. Maybe we can link Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, these posts. Definitely. And she wrote this beautiful blog post, and maybe you can tell a little bit about what happened to her. Yeah. I so don't know if she wants her name shared. Yeah. So. so she just had the she had infertility and um, couldn't get pregnant. And then what happened was someone read the blog post. They knew someone that was wanting to. Um, I and even though I'm adopted, I'm the worst at all the terminology, <laughs> but. They were wanting to place. place their child for adoption, and they reached out to our friend and said, we loved your story. We felt something by it. We'd love to work with you. And so then that's how they got connected. Yeah. And it was all from just, like, reading this, people sharing, yeah. mm-hmm. social media. I shared it. That's nuts. how I started following yeah. you is through her blog share. So, Yeah. And then she reached out to us because then after Tayden and Miley, we had another five years by this point of infertility. We had tried a million things and we were to the point where we were going to do in vitro or adoption. Um, It was a hard decision. We just, but I just was leaning toward adoption for some reason. You know, and for me, from my perspective, you know, for me, it was totally new. This, the whole concept of adoption and even fostering, which we ended up doing through the foster system, care system. But, you know, the concept of it, I think it's because some of you just don't understand a lot of times, at least in my experience, right? I wasn't exposed to that growing up. I, I had some, I had a friend who was adopted and that's all I really knew. And so it really was scary to me. And I don't know how, how you had kind of felt. I know we talk a lot about it. I think you were more open to it at first, but I think it was just the unknown. You know, it's like, well, we don't know what's going to happen or whose child we're getting. Or what does it entail? Yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, I think sometimes it's easier to say, oh, let's just have our, our own, our own blood. But, like, really, you know, and I think the more I learned about it, I just realized how amazing it is. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. yeah. <laughs> it is. And he, he is a... The emotional one. He's like his on this, dad. Yeah, I don't know why on this. I am like so <laughs> emotional. I can't even talk about it. Just, I think because of the experience we had with it was so profound. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't know if my kids are gonna watch this, but like um, all of them. But, you know, Tana and Miley. Like honestly, like it was a great experience. But at the same time, with McKay coming in our lives, I think that experience was as precious, if not more. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. So all right. So. That's kind of where it started, right, with your yeah. friend and then and we had kind of talked Jason about adoption. I think at this point I did kind of put it out there that we were looking to adopt or, you know, just starting to starting to look into adoption. <laughs> and 
this girl reached out to me and she's like, Hey, you should write a blog post. It worked for us. You should at least try it. So you were going to do another round. Mm -hmm. And so we reached out and got connected that way and wrote a blog post. Yeah. We'll post that as well. So you wrote the majority of it. I looked at it and I tried to, but you did a great (laughs) job writing it. So all credit to you. Oh, my mom helped too. And in that, at that same time, yeah, at that same time, you know, again, it was early on. But not just adoption, because there's different ways you can adopt, right? Through yeah. private private adoptions and through... You know, and then it can be open or closed. Yeah. And, so I yeah, get all these so terms that I, right. I don't... Open, agency, private, like all the things. I was just adopted, so it's like... <laughs> I know about adoption because I am adopted. Yeah. But like, I support it 100%, however it has to happen. Yeah. And for us at the time, you know, being in Southern California, I was in training... Um, you know, in terms of funding and stuff, we could barely survive living in Southern California off of our paychecks having two kids already. And so, you know, the thought of a private adoption was just like almost out of the question in terms of the the fees that are associated with that, you know, and and we weren't even looking to go overseas and do all that stuff. We just wanted to adopt locally. Um, There's such a need. There's such a need within our own country, within our own states and counties. So we decided to stick with that. Yeah. And then when did the so we started doing all the foster the resource parent um, trainings and all that was that before, right after the blog post or yeah, around, it was okay. right after the right blog after. post. So we started looking into foster the foster care system being what we call resource parents at least in California as they called it. Um, so you have to do a lot of training. You have to essentially train you to become a resource parent even have your own kids or you have other kids already. Mm-hmm. Or um, no, we had started the training before, right before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we had started all that process because we wanted to go through potentially being foster parents and then doing a foster to adopt. Because at the end of the day, we wanted to adopt. Right. But that's another way that you can do it. Um, and cost-wise, it's actually, you know, it doesn't you have to pay lawyers and things. The states pay for that. Yeah. So we started that process. There are some fees, but they're a lot more minimal compared to private adoption. Okay, so then you, you posted our, our blog post. And, um, okay, maybe can you tell them how this all came about then? So that was put up there. And then how much longer was it before that person reached out to us? The birth? Not birth step grandmother. Not super long. Like, it's pretty, pretty soon after. Yeah. So can you tell tell us a little about that? Because they contacted you. Maybe tell them what happened. So well, we had heard about this baby being born. We actually heard about him the day we came home from completing a whole long weekend course of foster adoption stuff. Um, that you have to you have to go to all these classes. And they talk to you about really hard things. You have to be prepared. Um, we came home, I looked at my Facebook messages and I got this message that there was a little boy, you know, someone was pregnant with a little boy and I don't know, right then I just felt this instant connection. But then a few weeks later, I got an invitation in the mail for the baby shower for this baby. And I couldn't be like, Hey, you wanted to give me your baby and now you're having a baby, you know, like. It's like, okay, she's keeping the baby. That's fine. That's, it is, you know, it is what it is. That's great. But I made my, my mom and my sisters, I called them and I was like, cause the baby was here in Utah. And I was like, will you please go? I mean, they were invited to the baby shower too, but I was like, please make sure you go. What if this baby is mine one day? Like, you know, so I kind of had that connection already. And then aside, really quickly, I've known Mindy since we were, again, 16, 17. If you watch our last um, YouTube, we talked about that YouTube episode. But Mindy told me, I mean, even when we were teenagers, she said that she always knew she would have three kids, a boy, a girl, and a boy. So we had a boy, we had a girl, 
And we heard about this boy. Yeah. And so that's why when, as soon as I heard that he, someone was pregnant and it was a boy, I just instantly was like, I think this is mine. This is ours. Not mine. It's ours. Well, <laughs> he, he's ours. Um, so everything kind of went back and forth for a while. McKay did end up getting taken away in the hospital. Um, he did test positive for meth. And so that was just, that's just part of his story. But then the birth mom really struggled. She tried really hard to get clean. She just struggled with what to do for him and what the best situation would be for him. She loved him. She loves him very much, as so do his birth grandparents. They love him very, very much. He ended up living with his, with the birth mom's dad and stepmom. So they were kind of his like foster parents for until he was eight months old. But she ended up seeing this blog post. The, 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 the foster grandmother. Yeah. yeah. So his, yeah. So she saw her. So we kind of, we hadn't been in communication with them for several months. She had heard about us, that we were interested, but then we had not been in communication with anyone for several months and I didn't know if I could reach out and be like so what's happening are you gonna give me this baby so you know I didn't want to as much as I wanted him and felt this connection I knew that that was kind of and you never met him. him even no you I had not met this. him yeah it was this boundary that I just didn't feel like I could cross so she ended up reaching out to me after because she thought well maybe they're not interested anymore she she hadn't heard from us and that's where the boundary was that I felt like I couldn't cross <laughs> But we hadn't heard from them either. So we thought, you know, maybe this is just not going to work out. And we know that that's a possibility. So she ended up reaching out. I got a text one day telling who she was. And she said, are you still interested in adopting him? And yes. Yeah. So that was around um, like February or something. It was early. Yeah, February, we came early out March. Here. End of February, yeah. early March in 2017. So then, and this is a little bit of the story about McKay. So then, you know, the, the step or the foster grandmother said, well, you know, there's a court date and they're talking about some things related to him, birth mom and all this stuff. If you guys wanted to come out here. Well, the birth mom ended up calling me oh, too. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. So tell that. So she ended up calling me right after I think grandma kind of helped initiate that. And she was like, hey, we're going to court. If you guys want to be out here, that would be awesome. Maybe this could all start going. So we happened to already be coming out to Utah for spring break. We were on our spring break. So it just worked out great. He already had the time off work, or that would have been impossible. So we went to court. It was the day after he turned three months old. That's yeah. when we met him. So basically, you guys, you know, could have potentially ended up with someone, you know, a whole other child had it not yeah. been for modern dad. Yeah. Yeah. You post in your guys' blog. Like, that's, yeah. I didn't, I don't think I realized that full aspect of that story. Like, that's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah, because she thought she wondered if we were just weren't interested anymore until she, she read the read blog. That. And she's like, wait, they are wanting to adopt him. Are they just not wanting we to yeah. adopt him? Him? I was like, that is so not the case. This is the first time you kind of heard that angle oh, yeah. of the story. Like, does that just so kind of blow I your messaged mind? him. Yes. Like, I need to tell she's you. She's like, I have so much I want to tell you. <laughs> But I can't tell you yet. And I was like, okay, I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, through the whole Wait, And then just waiting. There was a lot of back and yeah. forth. 
through foster care, it's not a private adoption. There is a lot of back and forth. So we do have a little bit of a different story than most private or most foster because it's almost a mix of both. Um, But yeah, we had to keep it very hush-hush. We, If you look back through our social media accounts, until we actually adopted him last July, we couldn't show his face. He was an emoji. Yeah, he was emoji face. Although the one of the emojis looked exactly like him. That's the one I used. The one with I mean, the, like, the curly, swiggly baby hair. <laughs> All right, so he's here. Now you see the miracle that you yeah. really are responsible for. I mean, I'm sure they would have had potentially another miracle, but I mean, this is who they are meant to be with, and you know, I think everybody who's come That's in contact it. with McKay loves them and. Like, you're a direct result. Like, you're responsible. How does that, like, make you feel to hear that for the first time? Well, I mean, it really is crazy because, like, our mutual friend, it's the same type of situation where she's like, I would have never found my first child without you. And it's, like, same situation where it's like they would never have him if it weren't for this. And at the end of the day, like, this this isn't me. I just want to put it out there because I know what it can do for people. I know that by putting these things out there, it can do something. And, but at the end of the day, like, then I'd get people that are like, oh, could you post this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I I can't just do them all. People automatically think that you're their, you're their key. Now I'm like the agency. That's hard. That's hard. You know, you, you. You know, on an individual level, you know you want to be able to help everybody. Absolutely. You are just a single person. You know, you can't, you can't. Well, anyway, from our perspective, you know, I mean, we were kind of going through our part, having to do all the resource stuff and all that, because we knew, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it was one avenue that we thought, why not? Like you said, let's just put it out there. And, um, but yeah, just have to work out for us, but you're right. Like, this can't be something, you know, I mean, you like, so you have your nine to five and things, but we are very grateful for you having posted that and just for having it worked out. You know how it did. Well, there were people that like yourselves that it was just like, okay, there's something about this that I want to post about. There's something about this situation that I want people to hear. Um, Because I get people all the time that are like, we never hear about foster. All you ever talk about is adoption. I'm like, because I'm not, I wasn't foster. I don't know. Don't talk about what that is. Like, sorry. And so when they came to me, I was like, okay, this is a situation where it's like kind of both ideas, and I would love, I would love to hear it. Right. It was a story that like interests me, and that's why I said, yeah, let's do it. I'm at, like, I want to do this. So what what was the actual catalyst for you starting your blog in the first place? Oh, so originally it started because I worked at a baby store, and. Every time people would come in, they'd say, well, I want to know about this stroller. And I would tell them, I would think about their future plan. Okay, so you want to have one kid or multiple kids? Okay, you want to have them close together or far apart? Mm -hmm. So you want to have, like, you're wanting to put some money in this because this is something that's going to last a long time you're going to use for a while. Okay, then here's my recommendation. And then I'd keep doing that with other things. They were like, wow, you, you should start a blog. This would be so easy for you. And I was like, that's silly. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I did it. And then it just went more into people asking questions about me and my life and wanting to know more details. And then eventually I always slipped that I'm adopted. And because people look at my parents, they're like, you look just like your dad. And I'm like, Right, I'm adopted. Isn't that crazy? And they're like, wait, what? And so... How does that make you feel when they say something like so that? So now I'm fine. It's always fine now. Yeah. But like younger. when I was little, it was like, 
well, no, I don't look like him. I'm adopted. Like, he's not, like, as rude and harsh as it is. Like, he's not my genetics. He's not my dad. But, like, when I was little, it was just so, like, well, that's, like, he's my he's my dad because he adopted me. But, like, I don't look like well, him. There's no way for me to look like him because right. we're not genetically right. related, right? But now I think of it and I'm like, heck yeah, I do. Like, like you're happy. He is it. not ugly, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> is there, is, I feel like I may have heard this somewhere before, but is there um, like PC terminology to refer to uh, adopted versus, um, you know, genetic siblings? Like, you, you know, if you have naturally, you know, biological children versus adopted children. Is there any kind of more proper terminology? I'm sure. I went to this event the other day. Well, I figure if you adoption. don't know, then it <laughs> right? probably doesn't matter. But, like, the thing, me, both me and my sister are both adopted. So we both, it was just like, just oh, yeah, sister and brother. Yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, we're brother and sister. We're both adopted. We don't look brother anything like each other. You know, you have That's to cool. ask nowadays because oh, totally. is PC. Oh, so. totally. Totally. Birth children yeah. look nothing like each other. Yeah, that's the reason. That's, that's the like great thing. Is like it looks yeah, like he's like between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. he makes them make sense. Yeah, Tayden. Tayden is way eyes. darker than Jerry, and yeah. Miley is way, way lighter, lighter than, than both of you. And blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then him. Yeah. And then him. You're like the <laughs> so and perfect man. So yeah. similar to Mindy, her her dad that's raised her is not her biological father. Which I didn't know that when I first met her, I said, "Oh, you you look out of her sibling, she looked the most like her dad." Yeah, and she's telling me, "Like he's not my biological dad." But I think there is something to that, whether it's environmental, you know, obviously oh, genetic, totally. But you know, you almost you take on mannerisms or whatever it is you learn. I think it's, it's just the, the mannerisms and how you talk. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's a huge part because even people say he looks a lot like right, yeah. you know. Yes. And so there's definitely something to that. When all the time people when they talk to me, they'll. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so fun, you're so outgoing, you're so... Th- I bet your dad's just like you, and I'm like, no. He's very professional, he's very serious, he's in politics, like, we are not alike. But looks, yes, we look very much the same. So, now I know you had put in one of your posts, you had talked about, like, when you were younger, you you were aware that you were adopted, but you also didn't have a, a desire to know who your birth parents were, is that right? Right. So growing up, I always knew I was adopted. Um, It was always talked about. Parents were always like, oh, you're adopted. You know, like, we just want you to know, like, there was like a book my parents would always read to me. Um, It was just always a topic of conversation. Like, all my cousins knew I was adopted. It was everyone knew. Um, But yeah, there would always be times that you, as you're growing up and you're 13, you're like, okay, what, like, what did I do? Like, you had those feelings, like, what's wrong with me? Why, what did I do wrong that made this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until I was 22 that I found out the story of what had happened. They had a letter. Yeah, and I was, so I was reading your post about the story. This is the part that, like, made me choke <laughs> up. Like, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not adopted, but it's just, it's just a human nature. You can relate to the feelings that you describe from yeah. that experience. So why don't you... So, Talk about that. So first, I was 22. I was leaving for school. And I I was talking to some friends the other day, and they said, I cannot believe your parents waited till you were 22 to get this letter. But you have to think two things. One, my sister is also adopted, and she had nothing. So if I would have had this letter when I was little, yeah. and she didn't have it, that'd be something that there'd be that. 
yeah. uh, unspoken conflict exactly. between you two. Um, and it's not anything I did. It's right. just, yeah. it was a choice that my birth mother had to give this letter. So in that letter, it just said, you weren't conceived in the back of a car. Um, we loved each other. We were engaged to be married. Um, your father couldn't keep a job. And I found I was pregnant. I had graduated college and I didn't want to be the one working to raise my family. I wanted to be stay at home. And that was enough for me. Like that was good. It answered all those like questions that I had. Um, then it was, it wasn't that you were not wanted. Right. It was, you were very much loved. I just knew that I, this wasn't going to work from like, this wouldn't work for you. It wouldn't give you the life that you deserve. That she wanted you to have. Totally. So you were, you were, that almost made you feel better that I think the way you phrase it is that you knew they loved you enough to put you in the best situation for you going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. We want there to be two parents involved in your life. Um, again, at the time it was when mom was home with the kids, dad was working and to her it was like, oh, well this is a, and I'm just assuming cause I don't know exactly what she thought at the time, but it was in it. You read it like, oh, I, I want to be home with my kids. I want to be there with them. And that's not the situation we have. And so I want you to have the, like how other kids have it. the best possible life. Exactly. And then. It was some time after that that so, things kind of got different. Sure. <laughs> so then um, I, my brother-in-law gave me the best gift he ever could have given me for Christmas. He gave me an ancestry DNA test. Because being adopted and it's closed, I don't know You anything. don't know what your ancestral yeah, origin right. is. I tan. You could have been, you could have been from Africa, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like my skin, I'll walk out the front door and I'll instantly go dark. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't know what it is. And so adoptions I was like, at that time were all closed. Very that close. Like, that was common practice. Yes. Yeah. It was very closed. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And when we had had our first kid, I wanted to open it up as far as like going into LDS family services, which is where I went through, mm-hmm. which is no longer a thing. But I wanted to know like my health history. I want to know these things. Cause yeah. when you're having a kid now it's like, yeah. oh, I should probably know right. that. Yeah. Because other, when you're filling out all the information, yeah, it's like, so like, easy for me because I'm like, well, I had knee surgery <laughs> from church basketball, and I was jaundiced, and I was pigeon-toed. That's all I know. And so then I had that information. I do ancestry. I find out, like, where my ancestry is from, and I was like, this is awesome. Hmm. Well, then it was a year later, I start getting these emails that's like... A notification yeah, from Ancestry.com. We connected you with your fourth cousin. And I was like, this is my fourth cousin? And I'm like, oh, I guess it's genetics. So, yeah. sure, this is going to connect me with all kinds of people. Then your third cousin. Huh. Then, Did you start getting more and more nervous a little? Once it got, once it got it cool? to like... I just deleted them. I didn't yeah, really ever like, care. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like... Yeah. This is like a, these are like promotional like, emails. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you're like, it's based on, you know, sometimes those genetic tests like bring back results that people are like, this just can't be right. And so like, you can kind of dismiss some things like you get a notification for your fourth cousin, like, yeah, okay, sure it is. You know, right. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a real connection. So you just blow it off. Right. And like at work, we all get on family tree and we all put it and it's like, yeah. oh, you're my yeah, ninth yeah, cousin exactly. wants to move. Yeah. Cool. Like we're not dating. <laughs> like, okay. So it wasn't like a thought. And then my wife and I were in New York and I woke up and I looked at my phone. I had an email that says, you have a message oh. from this person 
And I was like, message? That's weird. So I opened it up, and the message said, apparently I'm your birth mom. Whoa. Um, We've been connected. I just wanted to tell you, hope you're doing well. I was like, what the? Like, first of all, don't put apparently. 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 apparently, Because it's pretty obvious since we're connected to It almost sounds like like you're bothering them to ask for that information. Right? Right. And so I was like, okay. So for probably a couple weeks, I let that just eat at me. That was like, what in the world? Your life is going great. You're smooth so sailing. Good. You're happy with how everything's yeah. turned out, and now all of a sudden, a wrench gets thrown into yes. a big wrench. Yeah. We'll just call it a wrench because that's a <laughs> much nicer word. <laughs> so I finally decide to reply, and I say, "Do you think you can give me some more details? Like, yeah. it says we're connected, but what more do you know?" So then she says, "Well, you were either born in '82 at this hospital or '83, '84 in this hospital." Something like that. And I said, well, I'm 82, but you have your hospitals mixed up. And so then I said, well, why do you you guess two? Because she had given up another child for adoption. So she wasn't sure which one she was connected with. And so then I find out, oh, so I have another, if anything, half-sibling that's out there. I was like, okay, that's a lot. And then I just ask these questions, and her answers would be very vague. Hmm. So you've probably looked me up on the internet because I just set it up like when it Jason Dunnigan. Yeah. Like I didn't think any connections were going to have of this. Yeah. yeah. You were just doing your right. I just want to know like yeah, I didn't that I'm from Holland. Subject. I didn't and think some wooden shoes. Like, I didn't <laughs> think the DNA test connected to the family tree aspect because I've done the family tree one before, yeah. and I'll get those notifications based on the people I've selected, but that almost scares me a little that oh, the yeah. DNA that they're comparing the DNA to other well, people's I read DNA. Your blog post. I didn't realize they do that. My ancestry so. kits are still sitting oh. right over there in that corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like we did get that. I'm, I'm oh, like the secrets that have come out from people from that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But now <laughs> it's a government too, conspiracy. The other thing too is that at, when I did it, there wasn't the thing where you could set, uh, you could turn off, like, Uh-oh. make connections. Oh, so you can. Oh. I was right at the beginning that it was like, okay. you sent it, you submitted it, you found out your information, and, and then that was like it. And then things like this happened. Then this yeah. happened. So like, oh, we're like, going to let you know, found we're going to let you know everything. their dad, and it's oh, like, uh, we're going to let you know everything, whether you want it to or not. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So I start getting, like, we start having messages, and it's interesting, and then... She, I, she was like, if you ever want to know what your health history is, I have nothing because I too am adopted. And I was like, okay, I do remember seeing that because when I opened up my records, um, it had said there was no health history with her because she too was adopted. So I was like, okay, for real, this is, this is right. Like, there's no way she'd know these other things. So I was like, okay. So then I said, well, just so you know, like the letter I had from you, that was always good enough. Like, that answered my questions. I've never really wanted to meet or have any connections. Because at the end of the day, like, my life's great. Yeah. My family's my family. Like, these are my parents. Mm -hmm. This is my sister. And when I said that, I think it triggered her to just go into the deep end. Mm -hmm. That was like, oh, if that's the case, just know, like, I never wanted you. I was a motel for you for nine months. Um, I never even thought of you. And I was just like, that's, that's really that was, interesting because you're the one that reached out to me for never thinking about it. And, and the, yeah. way, the way you 
typed up what she said yeah. in the post. Like that's the part that really hit me because like this isn't exactly the same, but like my brothers and sister, um, they have a different father mm-hmm. and I was the firstborn, and then my mom remarried and had them. And, um, he was a very abusive person. And so like at a really young age, uh, we kind of left that situation, but my mom couldn't get custody of them when she wanted to leave. And so just me and her moved to Nevada from California. And so I like leaving my brothers and sister behind there, like probably one and four at that time. And, um, then finally she got custody. But basically after that, he just kind of went out of existence. And so growing up, uh, you know, my mom eventually remarried and, and he kind of, became the father to my brothers and sister, even though I had a connection with my real father. But I always felt guilty about that connection I had with them, with my father, because I was like, you know, my brothers and sister don't have that. And it's almost like I thought kind of that thing, like, do they think, oh, why does my father love me to ever have come and contacted? And so, you know, that's why when I read that part, it like really yeah. hit me. <laughs> so, well, yeah, so like, so I get these... I get that from her. That's like this defense thing. And I was like, this lady's nuts. She's crazy. And then I'm like, my wife would push me and say, keep asking questions, keep asking questions. And I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to know anymore, but okay. This is a fun game apparently. (laughs) And I say, so what happened to the birth dad? Like what's his story? And there's where she goes into detail that I wrote about that says, Got into drugs, murdered his friend. This, these are her words. Oh Got into drugs, murdered his friends, chopped up the body, fed it to goats. What? I was, when I read that, I was like, wait, let me read that again. Maybe yeah. he's just like, Is this, hyper, maybe he's no. just having hyperbole here. Uh, like, I was like, like copy paste, goat. there it is. <laughs> that's, a, that's just a, wow. a dramatic thing to just express with no just, context. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you better believe that I was at work and I turned to everybody and I say, everybody Google if goats eat people. <laughs> so we're all in our we computers. I'm sure like IT and HR is like, why are they looking up goats <laughs> eating mass, people? Yeah, spike of goats. Yeah. It's like, don't mess with the communication department. <laughs> um, so I was just like thrown off because I'm like, what? So then basically what I did was I got on the internet she had her username. I found out what her name was. I got a background check. Found out all the information about her. And found out... Oh, and then then I reached back to her. I wrote this huge message back to her that was just like, all my feelings, like word vomiting like crazy. She kind of did the same. Yeah. And I said, here's how I'm feeling. Here's all this. And I said, Jason, hang on. Let's delete every single thing you said and say... Because I had just asked, like, could you, could I have his name? Like, what's his name? Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't give it to me because she wasn't talking to him, didn't know where he was. She didn't want to throw another wrench into somebody right. else's life like, like she exactly. just did to you. <laughs> right. And so she didn't feel right about it. And then I said, after I wrote that huge thing, I deleted all. I said, okay, hang on. You'll tell me this guy murdered his friend, chopped up the body, fed it to goats, went to prison, went to rehab, but you're not going to tell me his name? Like, you'll tell me all of that. Yeah. But heaven forbid his name you don't give me. Yeah. And then she was like, well, and you put it like that. So she sends it to me. So I do a background check on him. Turns out they, like, she lives less than a mile away from my in-laws. 
Oh, he lives like no just around the block. Wow. Like I know right where they all live. It's I mean, uh, and was that his must... story true? So his story, <laughs> there were no ghosts. I don't think he'd be living in the prison. <laughs> okay. I would, there yeah, were no ghosts. So just he's, no ghosts. He's, they yes. ended before Wait, the ghosts. He's not, yeah. he's not still in prison I after reckon. murdering somebody? Right? Like, it must have been some kind of manslaughter What I think it is is just, since he was, him and his friend were both on drugs, they were stealing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you do drugs, you can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> Blame the drugs. Fun fact. I didn't mean um, to murder him. I was, right. I was high. I was high. I didn't know what was happening. They were stealing from work. He shot him in the back, shot him in the back of the head. Wow. Went to jail. Went to rehab. Um, different things happened in prison, and he got out basically on like good behavior. That's crazy. Is what we found like when we read all about like the case online. Yeah. So now with them knowing how close they are to your, so they, your world now, they have no clue. Yeah. The things I found out about them. Yeah. Right, but like, does it? Do, like, because you kind of said you were you're not done with everything, but like. Just knowing how the proximity they are to your life and your in-laws and oh, how yeah. close, does it create any more tension in, in how you perceive it or have you completely moved past? I mean, now I've moved past, but I'll tell you, like, I go to my in-laws house and I'm like, oh, I'm not going frame, to, I'm not running to the grocery store. Yeah. I am not running to grab something at Walmart because I do not want any kind of chance. Like, to do you know what they look like? I mean, you've seen them probably with. So she has no social media. Okay. But Which she has for you having social she has media. kids who have social and I have found all of them via social media. And so that's where it's like this whole rabbit hole that I you found, didn't want. And that's how I found a picture of her. And then him, a friend at work, got me a picture of him, so I have pictures of them. So I know what they look like. And then that was kind of more clarity. It's like, oh my gosh, I legit look like my parents. Like my parents. like I was put in the family I'm in because that's where I belong. Right, yeah, right. Like, there's a reason for everything because these two people that I found, they're not my parents. Yeah. Yeah. He was a donor and she was a motel, in other words. Genetics. Like what she said. Exactly. So, did your parents have, you mentioned you had another adopted sister. Did they not have any biological children? Okay. Yeah. So, there's just me and my older sister and. They didn't have any biological children. Yeah. And do you have adopted children as well? I know you have no, birth so, children. No, so I can look at my wife and she's pregnant. <laughs> so we don't have any issues with... There's no infertility kind of, happening yeah, there. Yeah, there's no issues there. <laughs> well, you but guys like, just announced you're pregnant with number four. Right, so we're pregnant with number four. And people always ask, like, would you adopt? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, I would adopt if... <laughs> you could stop having sure. your own yeah, kids. Yeah, like there were... a a reason or a need, but we could have our own kids. And I always say that in that, like, not that there's anything wrong with if you can have them and still adopting. It's just our life and how things work have worked for us. There's a limitation to exactly. Yeah. We want to be able to provide for all of our children and we were able to have our, have our children the way we have. And if there would have been anything and we needed to adopt, absolutely. I would adopt, but. Right. wasn't in our cards. Well, you bring up a point, you know, just talking about all this in your story and just kind of, you know, you lived your life and you were growing up, you're happy. And then it's just this, this wrench or whatever you want to call it got thrown into your life. And this is one thing that uh, we've talked about, you know, even with McKay is, and it makes me kind of think of you at, at some point we, so we, and ours is a little different because it's open, sure. 
um, you know, we go to the park and they meet up Which and all these most things. most foster, that's another difference yeah. with ours. Most foster situations are not open. open. Yeah. Right. And ours is, is, is open for sure. Um, and so, and I think part of that was because we thought, well, you know, I want him to know. And we, we've told the birth mother, like, we want him to know who you are and to know why everything happened. Because, you know, you I don't want, want it to be a, a letter at 22 or something to say, oh, wait, for one, I didn't know I was adopted. So we're very open about that. I mean, he's so Did young. Did you always know? Always. Yeah. I just always that's know. What, for one, I don't know. Same about with my world. sister. Like, she always How knew. old were you when you can, like, cognitively remember being aware of it? I don't know. I just remember, like, my cousins, we'd always talk about it, too, when we were little. They were like, it was, it was just, like, it was just the thing. Like, so like oh, a he's four, adopted. Five, six like, were they, did you ever feel like yeah. they were making fun of you? No. Or, like, segregating you? Or making you feel... Curiosity. And the thing, too, was, yeah. like, I was the, I was the fun cousin, and so everybody wanted me around. Right. But it was, like... I was just a part of this huge family. It was just another characteristic yeah, of you, like you had brown hair. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have brown like, hair. Oh, yeah, you're adopted. Jason, he's got brown hair. He'll eat all your food, and he's adopted. <laughs> like that would have been my Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> so I've asked Jerry and Mindy, like, kind of what their plan is to tell McKay. And like they were saying, like McKay's so young, you can't. It's not something you could really communicate to him. I'm sure you can say, you know, you can mention the word adoption, right? But like, he's not gonna actively known so that's why I was kind of curious about what age range you found out because whatever age that was it obviously worked really well for your like gradual acceptance of it where it you know if you wait too long like till you're 22 and you find out it's such a dramatic ideology shift you know it just changes your world and so you you have to find that balance of an age where they understand it and that an age where it's not going to be a big deal and I, you know, I just well, curious as to what that is. Your probably just always had a, an open dialogue. Oh, yeah. There, just, like I said, there was some we, book that I always asked my mom. I'm like, I know you have that book because you have everything from when we were little. Yeah. Where's that book so I, I could just, like, book. read yeah. it and see what you would say? But with my own kids, we always talk about it with them that I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. That my mom didn't have me, like, mom is having mm-hmm. Olive yeah. or Will or had Nixon, like, I wasn't in her tummy. Yeah. Like, we just talk about it in, like, yeah. kid terms. Yeah. Yep. And I yeah. think that's what just always... That's just the way it always was growing up. But... Yeah, that's kind of how we are with McKay. It's not a secret. I mean, he's two and a half. I don't yeah. think he comprehends it. No. But we're, it's not going to be a surprise to him because it's just always... It's always part of the conversation. But it's yeah. also the dynamic with our other two children. Because, you know, from the beginning with McKay coming in, you know, it's almost that other side of it. It's like, okay, who, who's this? You know, like mm-hmm. that didn't come out of mom's tummy. <laughs> but, you know, talking to them. Because I, I think yeah. just as much as, you know, you, it's you know, your sibling or siblings or other kids in the family understanding it. Because it can almost be taken as, like, well, do you love this child more now? You put more attention on it's a baby. But just that dialogue with them right. as well. Yeah. We've been very open. I think it's helped a ton because they're so helpful and they just get it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, from very early on, like, you could tell how much Mylene Tatum took to him. But, like, that initial, uh, I guess, presentation of him to them, like, what was... How was their reaction to, hey, we're going to have another kid in the family, but it's not going to be, you know, born through mom's belly? Well, like, they knew. We had talked to them about about what adoption. As soon as we decided we were going to try to adopt, we talked to them about what, what adoption, adoption is we started and how it worked. So even before McKay came yeah, in the picture, yeah. you pre- yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
And well, and Mindy, you know, bless her heart. There, there. When we were in Loma Linda, there were some kids. We weren't foster parents at the time. Remember, there's some kid. There was a little boy that we were kind of babysitting for a while, kind yeah. of watching. And that kind of initiated the conversation with us, kind of saying, okay, you know, this is kind of what this is like, having another kid come in, becomes part of our family. And I think that was an early introduction for them. Because remember, he was yeah. with us for a little while. And, yeah, and his background was <laughs> his background was a little kind of sketchy. Yeah. He yeah. ended up being taken away from his mom as well. Yeah. But that kind of opened up that dialogue of, like, we would love to have this little boy yeah. become part of our family. Hey. Can you tell us your name? What's your name? Are you Tayden? I'm McKay. McKay what? McKay Chester. Yeah. McKay Chester. How old are you, McKay? McKay Chester. How, how old are you? Are you, you seven? Two. <gasps> Two. Two. Can you say hi to Jason? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> say thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, again, Jason, thank you so much oh, for yeah. coming on. Um, I, we had a great time with you here. Again, you're our first kind of special guest. Celebrity. Celebrity. <laughs> local celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> local celebrity. Like local to like and I feel like we some pr- parts of you. We probably could have <laughs> kept going for another hour. Yeah, so like totally it was a really good conversation. Um, one last thing before we cut it off that I think is really great about at least your um, YouTube or your not YouTube sorry Instagram channel is that you're a very positive person and one of the things I really liked that you did was you had this body positivity uh, post you did where you had a before and after and it was the exact same except you were holding up a sign in each that said I love your body or I love my body yeah and like I love that because so many people nowadays especially Instagram are trying to post before and afters which is great in and of itself but yeah. what the idea I think you're trying to convey is like even your before self was great and your body may have changed from the after photo I might have like shaved off about, my hair right <laughs> and that's but it, it. <laughs> but but like at the end of the day like it's about what's inside and I think we need more people promoting that type of mentality so like I really love that about oh, your thanks. Instagram so. thanks one of my favorite things to watch too are your apple cider vinegar oh shots every morning <laughs> I got it you, I get so many people. It's so, it is gross. It's so gross. But the smell of it is. Amen. Oh, the worst. But yeah, that's, there's that's a whole exactly. bubble. Just I'm, you need to laugh. Like that highlight bubble. It's like cool. sixty days of it. Oh man, <laughs> that's fine. Crazy. It's Keep worth up. it. <laughs> we all do crazy things. It's fine. It's true. All right. Well, we know you got to get going. Yeah. Well, thank you. I know you're so busy. We appreciate you for coming on. Um, the last thing, so the first, the last thing and the first thing, you're the first person that we're going to be doing a surgical challenge with. So this is part of Chittister MD. We're going to keep this, you know, sur- little surgical and we're going to test your surgical skills. And you told me at one point you were a pre-dental student. Yeah. Okay. So he has maybe a little hand up above the rest of the celebrities and people coming on soon. <laughs> so you guys better get ready. We're going to time him. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to take, this is, this is going to be kind of straightforward, hopefully. Uh, we have this little mandarin orange and all these are the little what are these guys called the cuties cuties it's a cutie we're taking a cutie I'm gonna make an incision here I don't have a scalpel here with me it's a clean one at least I'm gonna make an incision in the peel you have a dirty scalpel though yeah right I got plenty of dirty scalpels I'm supposed to get rid of those no I'm just kidding okay so I made a little oh here we go made a little split in this okay 
And um, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a suture. How fast I can eat it? <laughs> yes, with the peel. Okay. <laughs> so just I'm split it from here to here. And we can pull this out if we need mm-hmm. to to give you a little more <laughs> surgical operating space. Uh, we if do I'm need quick, to... do I, are you like hiring? Yes. yes. I, need, I need someone to, you know, to help, just for stitching to help there. close those And you got to put this on too. So this is, you're the first person to wear this, okay? It's like Iron Chef, but you're oh Iron Surgeon. So this is a scrub cap. Okay. I don't, oh, I don't want to mess up your hair. Though. It's fine. Yeah, okay, so just go ahead and throw that on. I've got gel. We got gel. I mean, he's got plenty of gel. You have to pull it up the red. Yeah, what exactly. color is it? Orange. Okay, you know now I'm going to let you choose, okay? Mm-hmm. Since you're the first guest doing this, we're going to time you. We're going to have a running scoreboard of our guests, and whoever's up top. Kind of like that um, GT yeah. show. What's that show on Amazon? The car, they do the car race, they bring the celebrities on, they make a race a track, and have this running list of who's the fastest. Okay, so we're going to do that. I watch Kardashians and Bachelor. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> Well, I only watched one episode because I had a car I was interested in. Oh, okay. That's fair. all I know. So this is like, watch those this is like on the Kardashians of who's the quickest to get who's the quickest to get their butt implants done. Oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, oh, so okay. two different sutures. I'm going to let you choose. This one's clear, so I don't want to do that one. But uh, silk is probably the way to go. But I'll let you choose. I can okay, well, I mean, if I'm going to be the best, I'll do the, okay. this one. And so the whole goal of this is you're going to start. Okay. This is the needle jar right here. You can click it. Thank gosh, this has been years. There's a little grabber there. Okay. I can, I'll cut for you. So go ahead and open that. Boing. Yeah, here, I'll be your scrub tech. I'll have that one. Okay. I don't want to get poked here. These are clean needles. Load it for you. It's a silk suture. It's a 3-0. So the number kind of designates how strong it is pretty much. Okay. So it's how Does I the number get bigger or smaller for strength? Huh? Oh, so that as a number, so if it goes like 302010, it's more strength. So like a 90010 I use, those little fine hairs for the microsurgery for nerves and stuff. You can't even see them with the eye. Okay, so then, you know, maybe pick that up with your left hand. I can hold this for you. I don't want to get stabbed, though. But <laughs> yeah. essentially what you're going to do is I would start up here. We're going to time it. You're going to go on this end, come out that end. You're going to tie a knot. And with this? <laughs> Just however you want oh. to do it. You do you. Whatever you do you. Right, the safest. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to hold it. Bye bye. Mama. Oh, I had gloves for you, too, to make this a little like experience. I, you, you I feel safer you if I, I hold it. That's totally fine. <laughs> safer for you. Yeah. Hey, wait, <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't have him hey, sign the waiver yet. If he's oh, there. you're right. You're right. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, three, two, one, go. All right. So the time do you want them close stitches? You just got to do what you think is best. Yeah, whatever you think is not going to open up and get an infection. You're going to get judged on quality and time. <laughs> oh, I like this. He, he's gonna want this. Is pretty good. Yes, legit. Can I just like stitch around until it's all closed, or do I need to yeah. tie a knot here? Uh, I would tie it out there. I mean, we're pretending like this is a real human's orange pill. <laughs> if you don't so. get this sutured up, this guy's gonna die. Oh, sucks to yeah. suck. Oh, he's got this. Yeah, keep pulling. Yeah. Keep pulling. Doing this for years. Yeah, look at this. Is he he's doing got surgery this. on the orange. Yeah. Yeah, is he doing a good job? Yeah. Oh, he's good got job. Oh my gosh, he's a pro. I would say he'd probably just give good it job. some stitches and it's going to be good. Good job. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Huh? <laughs> right? If someone came to you with this kind of a gash, <laughs> yeah. what kind of... How many stitches would you give him? Oh. This is this is actually pretty cool. Well, I'm gonna take a photo that's too. Just, we'll post it. That's, mm. uh, are you telling I mean, a this, story? This scar is gonna. Are you telling be a story? Quite small. <laughs> gonna tell a story? Oh, okay. I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna get shy. 
Well, done. Scarlet and surgery. definitely clean since I'm touching the <laughs> the needle. The needle. <laughs> There's a lot of vitamin C in this. So, you know, it's good. Good healing. Good for collagen. And oh my god! So this is kind of what we call like a baseball stitch that we're trying to do. Um, I like how you you know you're bending the you're going to follow the curve of the needle, which is good. How you're kind of pull, you know pushing it through. Right. It's good. I like it. If you um, and then if you enter the skin, no. <laughs> the skin of the orange, the peel straight down in and then turn it, you'll get a nice. Arc. Do you guys know what the white part is called? Like this white stuff that's on the outside of the orange. Do you know what that's called? It's called the disgusting part, the part that you don't want to eat. Peel? It's called the pith. 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 Mm-hmm. That really pissed me off. <laughs> the pith is the worst. That's actually pretty good. I'm not sure the pattern. You do, oh, you're doing a locking stitcher. Okay, that's good. Kind of hold it from unraveling. You know, that's good. Good. I think that's it's actually probably, pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna stop it. Probably right a there. good thing that good? there's not active okay. blood coming out of that. I like that. Ooh, okay, <laughs> can you get a photo just so I can remember this? Run two minutes, ten seconds. Not bad. Okay, this is not bad. Yeah. That's stunning. Bad. <laughs> you're ready to become a plastic surgeon. Here, yeah, you're you're good to go. Let me get a photo of it. Well, the, the test is you got to now hold it up next to you, and I'm gonna get a photo. You got to now squeeze the orange, and if nothing oh, comes yeah. out, then you did it right. <laughs> Yeah, if, if something comes out, out, it doesn't open when you squeeze it. If something it, comes out, then oh, like, like what's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's actually really good. Well, well I'm proud of you. It's not my worst work. If, <laughs> hence the reason so, I didn't stay in dentistry. So he did, that, he did that in two minutes. Now, obviously, I think if you would have done it, you would have done more stitches. How long would it take you to stitch a, a distance like that? I'll do it right now. Well, not, not trying I to was just hoping for a number. No, 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 we, don't need, we don't need to put this on there. I'm actually no. curious myself. Again, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I know you're super busy. We really appreciate you for coming and sharing Absolutely. all about you. You guys go check out The Modern Dad on Instagram. Also, what's your blog? What's the actual web address? I'll put it the, on the I'll put Modern it on the Dad. Video. Modern Dad. It's all The Modern Dad. ModernDad.com. But don't follow just The Modern Dad. they got to have hyphens or underscores because the regular oh. Modern Dad. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to link the actual. <laughs> He's sketchy. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is not he, the sketchy one. He will not sell his handles. Oh, oh man. This is Instagram that. since 2015. We're going we're gonna to post your Instagram link, your blog link, and anything. It will reference the specific post Mindy talked about. That will be all in the description of the YouTube video. So make sure to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in. We will see you again next week on Chit Chow Chitty MD. Can you say bye? This is Chichester what? out. Chichester. <laughs> <laughs> Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you and I need you And I'm down for you always, KB Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you and I need you And I'm down for you always But the new me is really still the real me I swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me They gotta make some choices, they running out of options you want to do that while you're recording? Oh, I should have. So last time we, I ate a bunch of like crunchy things. Mm-hmm. We were talking about ASMR. You know how like people like the stimulating yeah. sense things. I'm like, no, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I still don't like that. So I kind of was a joke. No more tortilla chips. Like, crunchy things all the time. Just be that. Like on Brad Pitt in Ocean's, he's always eating. You know? Yeah. I just want to be that guy. I just like literally eating the entire time. That's like a <laughs> <laughs> test. We have really test, 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 test. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, like, I think our dreams actually align quite a bit. So yeah. I'm not the, now I'm not weird. Now I know I'm not weird. Yeah. Well, well that's why I tell people.
you know, because I had this, I have this taste bud surgeon thing. It's whatever. I just started documenting food and stuff like that I like. I tell people all the time, like, look, I've been eating for 37 years. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, like, I, I consider myself a professional eater. Okay. So I might as well, you know, let people know and <laughs> advertise 37 it. years of eating. I mean, yeah. More than I've done pretty much anything else in my yeah. life. Sleeping That's and true. eating. That's true. So That's true. I probably did more eating than eater. sleeping in the beginning, so. <laughs> Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Is there a thing? Well, I guess technically those hot dog people are like professional eaters. That's they true. get paid for it. There's ways. Our son, he wants to be a professional gamer. That's his... Or work at Maverick. Oh, yeah. So that was the interview. I mean, it goes, they go hand in hand. Tell him why he wanted want to work at Maverick. You want the benefits <laughs> while being a gamer. Yes. He yeah, wants to work at Maverick because he knows he'll see me every day. Yeah, oh. he goes every day. Oh. Like, oh. That's so good. That's like, okay, that makes it a little bit better. I need to go to other places. I know. Let's go to the library. Yeah. 